why you smile. I don't know, because you're making me laugh. naked right now. Uh, I can see myself in the many mirrors that they uh, a lot for you here at the Res Inn. And uh, except for a pair of glasses, uh, designer glasses from uh, fabulous Fannies, Frannies, something like that in, in uh, the East Village, and uh, a pair of South Beach flip-flops that I bought for $5 a few years ago when I was staying down there and uh, forgot to bring flip-flops. Why, you ask, am I in a residence inn? Who chooses to, to stay in the res inn, you know, when, when you could stay uh, at, the, at the courtyard or at the regular Marriott or even the Fairfield for, you know, a fraction of the price, and you're going to get the same quality, perhaps even better quality in, in terms of fixtures? I'll tell you, uh, I've, I'm using it as a cook site today. A cook site what? I thought you were a music guy. I thought you did music, not uh, make drugs or anything like that. No, I'm, it's a cook site. For, I'm making like a sog chicken dish, all right? Just chicken, spinach, um, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, and that sound is, is if you hear, I'm a, I'm a pacer, not an Indiana pacer, though I was in Indiana yesterday. Uh, but, you know, the flip-flops, that's what you're hearing there. And I don't walk around on hotel carpets. I think it's no secret. Uh, I make no bones about it that that's not really uh, where my uh, allegiances lie. The foot to carpet thing is not really something I do very often. I used to wear the slippers. That became a problem. I'll tell you the story. Uh, one time when I was in Hamburg, Germany, and, and the, uh, the shower head popped off of from off the wall, it was a cheap hotel. Shower head popped off the wall, shot all around, got my slippers all wet. And I was like standing there and had no way to get out of the shower. I was stuck. My OCD stuff was at an all-time high at the time. Uh, go down to the lobby. Let me speak to the manager. Let me speak to the manager. I don't need to talk to you. Give me the manager. Manager comes out, 70-year-old. German guy, twice my size, Aryan, you know, probably fought in the fucking war, for all I know, little Nazi uh, foot soldier. And uh, not to diss him, he was a fine man. No problems with him. I was the, I was the guy on fire for, for, uh, for Satan at the time. Uh, and I just started yelling at him, what are you going to do? It, you got, it, it, my slippers got wet. What can, I, I can't, what can I do now? What am I supposed to do now? And all this made perfect sense to me at the time. 
uh, that didn't seem unreasonable. What are you going to do? You're going to, I'm not paying for this room. I'm not paying for that room. The shower head broke off. It got my slippers wet. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? Do you have slippers here? Do you have new slippers that you could give me? Hmm? You're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. I don't know why I'm giving him a, a, a fucking Sri Lankan accent. Because he distinctly had a German accent at the time. My tongue doesn't want to do that. You're fucking cr- Get the fuck out of here. You're fucking crazy. Okay. I did eventually. He was a lot bigger than me. No, I didn't. He left. He left. The, he went on lunch break or whatever. He left. And left me there to just stand there. I could start screaming at the, like, the young girl who was like manning the desk. But I, 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 even at the time, I knew that that was not what I should be doing. So I left. Anyway, that's a hotel story for you. Here I am, Kansas City. I'm tired. I'm tired. This kind of touring is tiring. You know, you're dragging around a lot of gear. We roll with a lot of folks. You know, it's complicated. Everybody has their different agendas. You got to coordinate and things like that. Uh, And we're rolling in two vans right now, two minivans, because it was cheaper than getting the um, Sprinter. You know, or, of course, a bus. I mean, obviously, a bus is only something that a band like us, we can only do on a huge tour where we're playing big cities and making big money. Um, so it's a, ty- it's a tiring tour for all of us, I think. But it's short. It's short. So we'll be done soon, and I'll be back in the saddle doing something or other. God knows what. I don't know what. I know what. I have lots of things to do. These kind of tours kind of set me back, though, because I, I, I'll get home, and then there'll be, like, a long downtime of, like, you know, having to just relax or something or take walks or, you know. It'll be springtime, luckily. But I've got a fire under my ass. I got a lot of shit I got to do. A lot of projects sort of in the ether or, or half done. My chicken sog... I don't know why I'm calling it chicken sog. It's not an Indian dish whatsoever. I, it just sounds better than, like, some chicken legs, some spinach, and some onions thrown in a pot, boiled. But, you know, it's going to get me through its sustenance. It's clean as hell. It's healthy. It's a number two from Whole Foods. You know, that means that the higher standards and they're grass-fed or whatever the fuck they are, pastured. I guess I should introduce today's guest... Uh, today's guest is Efrat Asheri. I think I'm saying the last name right. Asheri. 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 Something like that. Uh, and I met her through my new friend Adzu. Uh, Adzu is directing or attempting to direct a documentary about urban dance uh, in which I will, hypothetically, if she gets funded, star as the narrator character, the visible narrator who will go around interviewing, much like I do for The Wandering Wolf, urban dancers and people involved in that world. Uh, We did a few back in New York, Did uh, interviewed a couple of people, and one of them was Efrat. The most substantial interview, the longest interview that I did was with Efrat. And I'm going to post that right now. Uh, after I stopped talking here. Uh, I, I really enjoyed meeting her. And, and this is a world that I know nothing about, but I'm, I'm starting to learn a little bit about it. Uh, and she, she illuminated a lot of things, made a lot of things clear. Uh, after 
the, the interview that we did, I did end up going to her her class, her, her breakdancing class that night at 9, 9.30. And it was hard as fuck. I was like, oh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can fucking handle this, you know. I, I, I run. I do yoga. Uh, I have enough flexibility. I'm not going to be the best person in the class, obviously, especially on my first time. Uh, but, you know, I can handle this. I can, I can, I'll learn the steps and, you know, kind of work through the class and be okay. Uh, no, no. I've never taken a dance class in my life. Uh, I have good rhythm. Uh, I have a natural sense of my body, I think. But getting in there and trying to follow directions on uh, moves and steps and all this shit, I, I was lost. I was lost. Not only that, but I, st- I lost my breath. I started to get dizzy. It gave me a new appreciation for what the fuck these people do. You know, it's not the same as just kind of like standing there being the white boy at prom, kind of like, you know, moving around a little bit like you're supposed to just just so you don't look like you're not having a good time. So, yeah, it was very difficult. I had to quit. Okay, three quarters through the class, I had to quit. And Atsu got it all on film. So it's you know, hopefully uh, that'll that'll uh, be something that'll be coming to a television near you. I don't think I need to preface anything else really about a fraught. Uh, we we go into her life and talk about her her beginnings and stuff. So I think we should just get into it. All right, Efrat Bashiri. And how do you become the kind of boss you would love, like, your best friend to work for? You know? Right. Like, how are you... Because it's interesting, because she was talking about how, like, most artists, we only, like, reward ourselves when we do some, when we have a really bad day, right? Like, so we have a really... Whatever, we get a rejection or, like, feel whatever, you know, how things go. Right. Then we'll, like, go out to dinner or we'll, like... I don't know. For me, it'll be like, oh, I'll get like acupuncture if I'm just like uh-huh. feeling really bad. But we never actually do anything nice for ourselves when we actually are doing well. So it's like the spiral of me, like almost to me, that's its own reward in a way. I feel good when I'm working well. Exactly. But no, I totally get that. But she, and that's what I have usually like kind of thought in that way. But she was saying like. If you are trying to, like, build this new model, we're not always going to fall into this trap of just, like, feeling shitty and, like, you know, going through these ups and downs of, like, right. being feeling really low when things are not good. But then you do these things that are, like, great. In a way, you're kind of fortifying or sort of, what is the word I'm looking for? Like. Propagating. Propagating that. Yeah. It's almost like a vicious cycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when you have a really, whatever, when you don't get that gig or don't, you know, don't make that deadline or whatever, then you end up having a nice dinner. And it's like, yeah, it made you feel better, but really... I know, it just makes you feel worse. Yeah, I, I, I don't I mean, know. It's just, to me, that's it's like, that's like uh, some sort of... I mean, that, those things are all great to go out to a nice dinner and things like that are great. But to me, if if you're not... Uh, you're not doing your art well. You just yeah, feel shitty. Yeah, I, you feel I totally shitty regardless, and it's almost like yeah. some kind of short-term gratification. Wait, wait, but that's what I'm saying. Of, I like, think she was just trying to say, like, don't do that. Like, just get better at doing your work. And right, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I, I reward yourself, yourself because you're getting better at doing, like, your stuff regularly and consistently. Right. 
because she made this point. She was like, I don't know any artists that aren't hard workers. She's like, artists are the hardest working people I know, but they're not the smartest working people I know. Meaning okay. it's not like they're not smart, but we don't sometimes know how to like be efficient with our time. I am time going, management. I'm absolutely going through that in my life. It's like the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Have you have you figured it out at all? I haven't figured it out. I mean, and you have uh, you have certain other jobs where you teach too, though, right? Right. So in that sense, yeah, I have to show up because there's people right. waiting for me, and that is very structured time. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about like when you're doing your own freelance thing, like you're creating. Or, and, and that's different. Like, rehearsal, when I have rehearsal, yeah, like, I have dancers coming. So, again, I have to be there for sure. But then it's like, also, how do you structure your time in rehearsal? But for me, the most unstructured time that's the most difficult to kind of manage is when I'm, like, sitting in the office and it's about updating your website, sending out the follow-up emails, making the right. newsletter, getting the contacts, you know, going to, like, figuring out who's, who's like, the director of that theater, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Applying for grants. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, I mean, I, yeah. I, that stuff's terrible. That's yeah. why you have a manager, if you do. Right. But, and that would yeah. be ideal. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a manager? Well, I, my band has a manager. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't so they have do a your per- booking and scheduling manager. and stuff. Well, yeah, separate. We have a manager that does sort of coordinates everything. Then we have like a business manager that mm-hmm. does the business stuff. Then we have a booking agent that does the booking and so on and so forth. Right. Well, that's great. Different people do different things. So yeah. you kind of need that in your personal life. Like, I mean, your other, like, not your personal life. That sounds, sounds terribly spoiled. <laughs> not your personal life. That not like, so not like need, someone who tells you what to wear in the morning, but I'm saying in your, like, solo artist. <laughs> in your solo artist life, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe at some point. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't have such. I don't have a real, real strong solo career or anything okay. like that. Okay. At this point, but uh, maybe someday that might yeah. happen. I don't know. But uh, yeah, even regardless of all that stuff, that's the thing. You can think, yeah, I need someone to just take care of all that shit. But there's still, you still n- can never get down to work like you'd like to. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, some people can. I'm just not very organized with that shit. Yeah. Like, I, like. And also, the other thing is that there's the, the inspiration factor, right? Sometimes. Right. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's not, I guess I'm referring more to not that side of things. Because, like, I think the inspiration, creativity thing comes when it comes. Like, I guess, I guess I should say, I think sometimes you just, like, have an idea at random times. And it's not about, oh, have I sat here for five hours thinking about it? No. But at the same time, I think that there's something to structuring in your time in a way that you get rid of unnecessary stress so maybe more of that creative stuff can get to you yeah do you know what i mean oh yeah and i'm, I'm also at a point where i feel like um i can I'm, i you know i've been doing what i do for a long time now and so have you i think yeah a little while and and we'll get to that but i and i feel like i can kind of do things on command more than I think I can. Mm, yeah. You know, like like yeah, yeah. like I, I I'm actually good at the craft now, and I and and like things that I I used to feel like had to come to me in in, in you know deep dark moments of inspiration. Now I feel like if I have a little something to point at in terms of muse or or uh, somewhere to put you know to to to, to point to direct my my. Um, in my arts mm-hmm. then like I can kind of do it on command so it, that that might you know lend itself more towards that okay let me just set aside this time and be right, in right. this this office or this space you know right. for this amount of time and just be doing something right. well yeah I mean I think it definitely helps like for me having this space 
has been a godsend because, first of all, it makes you feel like, I don't know, like someone else values your work enough to like give you a space to do it in. That's a pretty yeah. big deal. Even though, of course, the value, you, you have to put the value and the worth on your, onto your own work, of course. But it kind of helps when someone's like, you know what? You're all right. Like, here's yeah. the space that you can work because we believe yeah. in your work. So, no, it's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's, it's like- really amazing. And then there's a dance studio right next door. So it's sort of a dream, but it's so interesting how, like, I could just innately, I want to just be there all the time, like, dancing around. Yeah. But I have to actually do more work you here. You could probably hire an intern to do this kind of shit. Like, so, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, and no. I think, yes. I think if I have to be a little bit more organized. Yeah, if you have to so be that organized, I can if you delegate. Have an intern, so you delegate. Exactly. Yeah. Very true. So, look, can I do something? Can we reset this motherfucker yeah. real fast for odds? All right. You want to, uh, will you clap? Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. If we clap, I have to stop. I mean, if you if you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, maybe yes, or maybe I can use the audio of my camera because there's no. That's fine. I don't know, but but yeah, 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 oh, yeah. It's up Thank to you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap so maybe. Sync the audio oh, with the yeah, yeah, video. Yeah. Aspetta, oh. quando ti dico ma, clap. Si, ma tolgo la sharpa no. Si. <laughs> no, ma tanto guarda. No, vabbè. <laughs> My director. Okay. No, no. You tell me. Tell me if I look shitty and what. Look, should I take oh, this look, off? No. Should I take this off? No, no. You Just look. Water. You look great. You two guys look great. All right. Do whatever you want. It's not really done. I mean, it's really. A lot of respect. Okay. Rolling. I clap. Clap. Okay. Cool. It's a loud clap. It's a loud clap. It I peaked. Lo- I clap loudly. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my skill set. Um, okay, I, I I am sitting here with Efrat Ashery. Ashery, am I saying that right? Asheri. Asheri. You got it. Okay, Asheri. Asheri sounds more more Jewish for some reason to me. Asher, Asheri. Yeah. Asheri. Okay, well, it doesn't you, matter. Yeah. It is what Say it, it is. Say with a hard Hebrew R, it'll sound really Jewish. Asheri. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and and we're we're in Lower Manhattan near Wall Street and all that shit. Former World Trade Centers, which were where? Where were they? They're. I mean, they're still in the same place. They're just not there. Okay. The memorial. I, see, I didn't also. go over there. I'll have to go over oh, there after this. Yeah, yeah. I you walked right by yet. it, probably. I did. Yeah. Really? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Okay. We're in her office, uh, up in the uh, high floor. Of a big of a building here, twelfth <laughs> floor. Twelfth floor. We're gonna we're gonna not say exactly where this is. <laughs> fucking love knife ass fans come up here trying to stab her up. But uh, <laughs> so, what are you? Are you are you Israeli? Are, are you like or partially or you dual citizenship? What, what's, uh, yeah, what's dual your deal? Si- dual citizenship. Just because I asked for the name, your name's a fraud. I mean, yes, yes. So the story is, I was born there. Yeah. But then I moved to Italy when I was really young. It's my dad's job. Oh, so you were in Italy before you were like college age? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And then when I was seven, moved or almost well, six, mm, between six and seven, moved to the U.S. Then I went okay. back to Italy. When I was 20. Okay, so you were very little when you were in Israel and Italy. Yeah, I like never, I never lived in Israel. Yeah. But I used to go back during the summers and my brother is there, my okay. cousins. In, in where, in the city or Tel Aviv? Or? Tel Aviv, well, outside of Tel Aviv and yeah. Jerusalem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and 
you you uh, in, 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 you lived in Italy when you were very young, yes. very little. Why are you smiling? I don't know because you're making me laugh. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So you you moved here when when you were yeah, like seven, seven, eight, seven. Okay. And so you New York is is your. Yeah, I grew up in Westchester, so outside of the city. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in in New York or I, in Connecticut? Yeah, or something? yeah, it's still okay, New, York. New York. It's like forty okay. minutes north of the city. Okay. And then I, I used to come to New York and dance on the weekends sometimes. When I was dance up. for what? What, what were you grow, were you doing ballet? As yeah, a kid? I was doing ballet. Starting at why ten? Ten? Okay. Yeah, I was ten. So I played soccer growing up because I I'm one of five. I have four big brothers, so I kind of just like ran around, wanted to be them. And the you had external large. external U.S. Uh, you know tendencies. So obviously, <laughs> soccer is the is the sport. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. And then, um, but I was also listening to hip hop growing up because I grew up in the nineties. So you grew up in the nineties. How old are you, if I may ask? I'm I not going to tell. Not you. supposed to tell a lady that. But, ask a lady that. Yeah, but never. I sometimes I'll ask. Just That's to good. See. It's good that you ask. I don't have to I'm answer. Open minded. I'm, I'm forward thinking. I'm open minded too. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. maybe the industry is not as open minded. Hey, so, no problem. You know. Uh, I was just wondering about our correlation in terms of hip hop, but I believe that we are probably probably similar. correlated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can ascertain this by asking you what your first uh, sort of my mix big... my first mixtape had sure. on it. Yeah, that's perfect. De La Soul, Beastie Boys, Tribe Called Quest. We are the same. Ilk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what was your first De La album, Tribe album? Um, I don't remember. De La, I kind of came to a little bit like. Randomly with different songs, but Tribe I had Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. That, was like my that was me, '93. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and that was actually the first hip hop album that I and I actually met Q-Tip last night, two nights ago. Oh, did you go to Output? I was at uh, Lord Lord concert. The, oh, yeah. Oh, that's was that a Wednesday? Uh, I went Tuesday and oh. Wednesday. Oh, cool. But he he was there on t- was Tuesday. Was he spinning, or he just was no. watching? He was just in the back at the bar, and I, oh. I like, turned around. I was like, <gasps> oh. my heart was like. <laughs> he has a party here on Wednesday nights now in Brooklyn. Okay, okay. Oh, we were there. Oh, that's cool. Was he nice? You probably know him. He's probably a friend of yours. No, he's not my friend, but he's cool. Like, whenever he spins, because we always dance and, like, carry on, and yeah. we always say bye, and he's really, he's nice. He's always, He's like, very nice, He appreciates yeah. the dancing, I think. I, did, I mean, I didn't give him an opportunity to be, like, a regular guy. Oh. I, like, went up to him and was like, dude, like. <laughs> you know, like I was like, I have so much respect, dude. Like uh, I said, the same, I met Pasta News on an airplane uh, last year, and I it, it was the exact conversation, and I heard myself doing it, but I couldn't stop. But you know what? I think that probably stars like that they can tell when someone's being genuinely like moved yeah. and is acting like that because they're really like super into their work, right. as opposed to someone who's just being like a groupie. Right? Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, so, sure, sure. Probably no, I, I'm I'm not someone that gets nervous with famous people, as it were. Like, you know, I I sat next to Anthony Kiedis at a vegan restaurant one time. Like the whole time we ate, and it, I was, you know, and then when he left, I was like, respect, dude. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was like whatever. But when when I met Postanus and when I met Q-Tip, it's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like that was like my whole teenage years. Yeah. Were like, 
Did you tell Q-Tip like about what you do, or did you guys have a conversation? I just said, I just said, you made me start rapping. Okay. That's why I said yeah. to him. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, That's or whatever. So cool. And then he just. Yeah. I saw um, a couple summers ago at Governor's Island. They did um, Rock the Bells tour, and Tribe performed all of Midnight Marauders from oh start to God. finish. I would love that. And I lost my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I went. Yeah. I was like started out in the middle of the crowd, and then I made my way to the front, yeah. and then I was just like singing along. And then Buster Rhymes came out okay. for Scenario. And yeah, I lost yeah. It. I know, you know what? And this may be sacrilegious. I never liked Scenario. Oh, see, it's like a breaking anthem. That's true. For for that, I can see. But I was yeah. always more into the 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 sultry the, yeah. the sultry uh, dark jazz stylings. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. You know, uh, uh, of that album, like the 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 more like lush production, mm-hmm. you know. And that song I felt like was a little more. Uh, sort of harsh and brash yeah which, you know. well yeah exactly but that's why it works really well for breaking and kind of like yes. spazzing out absolutely that energy I still like I, cha- I channel Busta Rhymes um, <laughs> like I think about that image because when he came on stage for Scenario I swear I just had never seen anything like it I mean I'd never His, heard anything yeah, like yeah, Busta yeah. Rhymes when, they, when he came on yeah. that I was like who the fuck is exactly. this exactly like when which, he ca- yeah, yeah I appreciated but yeah anyways he was something else yeah yeah, mm-hmm. um, so you started listening to that stuff, and yeah. and, and you were doing ballet. Did yeah. you start breaking as a kid? No, I didn't actually. I was, you know, like every kid. Like I was dancing around in my room. I was watching music videos. You know, I would like choreograph dances at camp or whatever. You know, stuff like that. And at school dances, I was dance. What kind of camps? Jewish camps? Yeah, like dance camps, not okay. Jewish camps. Okay, I mean, okay. maybe they were. Yeah, not Jewish camps. They were like at the Y. Okay, and it was a Jewish Y, but it was yeah. like a dance camp. Um, so nerdy, a right? A Jewish, like young a, men's Christian yeah. association. No, it was like a it was like a young women men's women's Hadassah association. Okay, okay, you know, like okay, that. Okay. Whatever. What they call now the JCCs? Yes, yeah, They used yeah, to be yeah. Ys. Okay, it's called okay. the Y. I would go to the Y. Right. To take dance class. Um, I know. I still can't call it the JCC. Some people call it the J. I'm like, what is that? Um, but yeah, so I wasn't like in my school. There were definitely people doing like hip hop social dances, like party dances. So it was like you know, learn some dances and dance at parties. But there weren't actually any people breaking at my high school in Marinick. Um and it wasn't until I was in college that I actually like saw breaking. Okay. Really You live. hadn't seen it? Like, no, of course I'd seen it in, in movies. New York I mean, no, but I hadn't and you no, know, and I'm okay. racking my brain like did I did I see it and yeah, not appreciate it? Yeah. But like it wasn't just like, but, but if you think about it, in the 90s, breaking was kind of not really right. around. It wasn't like, it was around right. later on, I realized it was around in the underground forever. Yes. Yes. But in terms of the mainstream stuff, like the 90s was like Mason Puffy. You know yeah, what I mean? You in terms of the that dancing. On TV even yeah, really no, no, no. It was um, like 90s dancing. You know, I was like, I was like entrenched in this, like, what I thought was like the more pure hip hop or whatever, mm. which was the same stuff you were listening to. Yeah. And in my, you know, so in my world, it did still exist. Uh, oh. you know, I would go. We had the, yeah. we had something called Scribble Jam every year in Cincinnati, and I was a graffiti writer, so it was mm, like yeah. So you were right. See, yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, where was my mind? And I wasn't I wasn't attuned yet to the the full culture of hip hop. Like, I was into the music and the dancing that was around me because I was like still playing the violin and doing ballet. I had this whole other part of my life. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what would have happened if somebody had started breaking like next to me I don't whatever know. it doesn't matter you, yeah you, you 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 had the trajectory you had yeah you know, exactly like, exactly uh were you were, were the dance lessons like private oh, lessons no. or they, they were, were like regular dance classes 
but at your school, I mean, I'm just at the Y. Like you know, there would be like twenty, okay. twenty-five girls in a class. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. and um, it, it was cool because I actually where I trained. I mean, I kind of think that my ballet training really helped with all my other dancing. Of course, because I had some really great teachers that I'm still actually really good friends with. Because um, my one of my first ballet teachers, Jane, her daughter was like my best friend, so we stayed really close and like. She came to this one show I had recently. Like, we're really tight. You know what I mean? She really made a big difference in my life. And my mom still, like, does make costumes for them there. Super important part of my life, so. Um, And and then you say you started breaking in, in college. Yeah. Is is that Was that the first foray into what we would call urban dance? Which yeah. You're gonna, I, wa- I want you to fill me in on what, what, what the mean? hell that means. Yeah, what does that mean? That's a really good question. Because Adzu asked me to, to, to do this yes. about urban dance, and, yeah. and I was like, okay. What is that? I don't yeah. know exactly what that so, is. Okay, so wait, I guess I'll just say that I was at this um, modern dance festival, like, Called American Dance Festival is down at Duke one Which summer. Is, when this you is, say that, you mean like liberal ballet? Yeah, like I was doing. Well, at this point, I was doing like modern dance, like Horton. These are all da- modern dance techniques. Yeah, and um, and I'd also like study some African dance in college. And then I saw this company from Philly called Rennie Harris Pure Movement, and they did this hip hop version of Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And they had, you know, he had reworked the text, and there was a super dope MC who was kind of like the narrator, and everyone was like doing stuff in rhyme, and kind of like that movie. Remember the movie? Yeah, except this is so much better. Okay, I mean, okay. I, I honestly, yeah, like it was, it was like the Montagues and the Capulets. It was like b boys and b girls versus like poppers and maybe some lockers and like hip hop freestyle dancers as well. Yeah. So it was like, oh, and I went to see it twice and I was like, what have I been doing all my life? Like, why am I not doing that? Um, <laughs> so that kind of totally changed things it's, for me. It spoke to you. Yeah. It's completely. What, what, I'm sorry. What, 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 how old were you at that time? I was 20. Okay. So this is way later. This is in college. Yeah, this is in college. And, um, I'm really making it easy for you guys to figure out. It doesn't like, matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's totally fine. But yeah, and then that next year I went to Italy and like three days from to study abroad. And like three days into my trip, I walked right into this b-boy jam in the middle of this piazza. And I was like, it's a sign. You know, like I have to And they, break. Were, they were Italians? Yeah, there were all these Italian okay. b-boys. This was in Bologna? Yeah, this okay. was in Bologna. So of course, like, you know, once I'd seen the show in the States, of course, I was, like, playing around with breaking and stuff. I asked some people to teach me a six-step. It was, like, the worst thing I'd ever done. And then I went to Italy. Same what's, thing. What's six-step? That, that, like, the uprock shit? Like No, six-step is, like, a foundational floor work okay, movement, okay. like a footwork pattern. You'll, you'll have to show me all this okay, stuff. Okay, I can show you something. Yeah, sure. Um, but... Can you teach me quickly? I could teach you. What are you doing tonight at 9? Do you want to come take my class? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay, talk about that. Um, so... Okay, now you're asking me about urban dance. Well, yeah, so anyways, when I came back from the trip, basically I met this girl at a dance class, and I told her about this breaking thing I was really into. And well, before that, Wait, wait, though, what kind of dance class? That was a modern? No, actually, I was so hype about breaking and all this stuff that I was just looking anywhere for anything about it. So literally, I would be that, like, really annoying girl on the street. Like, you know, there's hitters in New York. The b-boys that dance on the street. That's yeah. what they call hitters. Hitters, okay. So I would just go up to them and be like, yo, you guys, I really want to practice. Where do you guys practice? And they would look at me like I was just crazy because they don't really practice. A just, lot of them just, just a second. Is that where, you know, there's that new song, 
my hitters, my hitters. Is that what he's talking about? I mean, I, I think know. that's an edit for the N-word. It uh, is an edit yeah, for the N-word. It is. But I wonder if that's what he, what, what the, I, anyway. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good question. I doubt it, but maybe that would, but that would be freaking cool. So you would go up to these guys. Yeah, and they were like, you're crazy. We don't practice. We're just making money. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, okay. But then I went to this, actually saw that Mr. Freeze, I don't know if you remember Mr. Freeze. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was um, one of the early guys. Yeah, like yeah. your legendary yeah. B-boy, uh, actually Jewish guy. Okay. Um, he was teaching an uprock class. I saw he was teaching an uprock class at the studio where I was taking modern, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I went, and I met this woman who was still my really great friend, and I was telling her, you know, we were talking about breaking, and she was like, oh, come with me. I go to this practice in Bushwick. Like, just come with me one day. Yeah. So she took me to this practice, and then that was it. Like, I just went every single chance I got and just like changed my life completely. Okay. And it was crazy in the beginning because in the beginning, every time like a girl comes into the space because there weren't that many girls at the time, they just think that you want to get a boyfriend. So you kind of have to prove yourself right, right. that you're there to actually learn and work before people kind of help you out. Yeah. Um, but I was really lucky that, you know, after a bunch of months, the organizer of the practice, who was this old school B-boy break easy, yeah. he started like giving me pointers and helping me out with some footwork and... So. What's pointers? Is that a euphemism? Oh, pointers. No, I'm like... Just, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're just the worst. <laughs> Sorry, that's the worst. Uh, no, yes. you know what I just thought, thought of, though? <laughs> like, no, 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 pointers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought of... Did you see the interview with Obama? No. And Zach Galifianakis? No. Oh, my gosh. No. You would see that? Zach Galifianakis interviewed him, like, between, yeah. between two between ferns? Between two ferns. He did Obama? Yeah, you didn't see did see that? did he get Obama? No. Because Obama wanted to plug healthcare.gov. That's hilarious. You didn't see that? No. You've got to see it. I had it. to see it. What are you doing? Where are you? I'm not on the net that much. That's cool. On the television. <laughs> yeah, on the TV. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wow. So, and then, and then from then on, it was, it was on. It was on. And can you tell me how fast... Did it take for you to get ripped, or were you already ripped <laughs> from be, from doing like ballet and stuff? I was not ripped. My body totally changed with breaking. It has to because all of a sudden you're carrying yeah like your body weight around and you're yeah. throwing it around. I don't know how long it took. Honestly, in those beginning, I'm asking for myself. Yeah, <laughs> go I to my this. class. I want my this. drills are really good. I'm good, it will they will help you. Good, yes, they will. So I, I have some. There's something underneath that needs to release itself. Uh, that needs to overcome all the layer of things on top of it. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm talking very physiologically <laughs> about my body. You have right muscles now. underneath things that, that are not muscles. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. Perfect. I yeah. can help those things come out. Yeah. Of hiding. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, but beyond that, urban dance. Beyond that, okay. tell me about urban dance. So, tell me about the yeah. difference. So basically, once I started getting into breaking, that same friend of mine that had taken me to the practice, she would always talk about this club called Shelter, which is a house club, because she was from Chicago, which is where house music is from. So she had been dancing house in Chicago like in the late 90s, and she knew about Shelter through all the Chicago house heads, and she was like, oh, come with me to Shelter, which at the time was on 39th Street, okay. this legendary house club. And I didn't know what house was. But I just knew I wanted to be somewhere where people were dancing and, like, expressing themselves. I'll go themselves. to a house. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And so I started going, and I just really didn't understand the music at first or the dance, but I loved it. Like, there was something there that kept drawing me to come back. You you, you, you immediately uh, liked the music? I did. Okay. I did. And I would try to dance to it in a way that I thought, or, like, the like because breaking was my big influence at the time, so I was dancing really hard to it, and I was like, something's off here. This doesn't feel... 
Like, I don't need to dance like this. The and tempo's I, too fast to, yeah, like, sustain also, that. Right. Well, also, a lot of the music is well, that I was hearing at the time was, like, really soulful and deep. Okay. So it didn't feel like you wanted to, like, go off and go crazy. It was more kind of, like, a little more sensual. Feel it, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I started to pay more attention to what was around me and then just really get into to the vibe there. Um, and then Is there I a certain kind of like, drug that goes along with it? You know, a lot of people say that or ask that. I never did. A lot of people, like, a lot of the dancers... Just aren't into that. Like, but is there a drugs. standard drug for that party? Like, you no, know, like no. with well, raves, like, you have you have yeah. Ecstasy. Well, honestly, I think people if they were doing anything, I mean, I'm sure people were people were doing people do whatever the hell they want, wherever sure. the hell they want. I'm just wonder if there's, but a- I'm sure. I don't know. I was so there was so much new for me without any of that that I, I like I just didn't get into any of right, that. Right. But of course, people are always smoking weed everywhere. Right. You know right. what I mean? I think that goes that weed. Same. That doesn't seem like a house music drug, well, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't think, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was a little, I gotta tell you, I was a little oblivious. Yeah. Just because I was so fast. You were there for dance. Well, I was, I was really, like, I was kind of that girl that was a little bit like, oh, shit, this is changing my life. You understand? Like, I had come. Yeah. Yeah, I knew about hip-hop, but, like, I had no idea about this whole underground scene. My best friend, like, RJ, who I'm staying with right now, he, 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 he... Uh, when we were kids, he never did drugs or anything. We all did drugs. He never did drugs yeah. or anything. But he was a huge raver. Like yeah. he would go to every rave because he was into dancing. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. And honestly, I mean, it sounds so corny, but like when you get really open and free dance wise, like that is kind of like a high, right? You know, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's not a lie. I it just agree. doesn't happen a lot, you know, kind of. Even for you, someone that dances a lot. Yeah, because. I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't happen a lot. It, it has to be such a, like, merging of these, like, perfect, like, a perfect storm, you know? You have to feel right in your body. The mood, like, the music is right. The vibe is right. The people around you. It's different. Sometimes it can happen. Same thing with performing on stage, which is, like, a totally different piece. Mm-hmm. But same thing there. Like, you're not always going to have this performance where you feel really free. Right. But the ones when you do feel free, you're like, oh, that's why I dance. Like, that's why I perform. Right. But it's like you don't get that every performance. Right, you no, have to do absolutely. like so many to get one of those. Absolutely. How can you? How can you get so that that happens more often? Yeah, I think about that a lot. I mean, training. Yeah. Meditation. Right. Do you meditate? I do. I do. I started very like, you know, minimal stuff. Like what do you? What's your routine? I mean, it's very it minimal. Secret? No, it's just like a lot of breathing. Like in the morning. In the morning and before I go to sleep. Every night, every morning, and every night. Yeah, I definitely. Does it help you fall asleep? It helps me fall asleep. <sighs> I need to do this. Tell me about it. Which is, it's really simple. I mean, I, it's like the most basic thing. My actually, my twenty-one-year-old cousin was the one who told me. Okay. I mean, and I've talked to so many different people about meditation, but I always feel like I get overwhelmed a little bit because yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I have to like be so calm, and it's like not my nature. But then when he just put it like this, he was like, just take deep, ten deep breaths. Listen to your breath. Put one hand on your heart and one hand on your stomach. Do you do the three-part breathing and all that? No. I just do, like, regular deep breaths. Okay. And it really helps me. And then sometimes my mind really does find, like, certain clarity that I don't have at any other point during the day. Okay. So, and I'd love to make, like, meditation part of my practice, like, more deeply. But I'm just starting kind of small because... So, ten minutes. Yeah. And you can do it longer. I'll do, like, ten breaths and then see what happens. ten breaths, that's right. Ten breaths, Yeah. And sometimes, like, other interesting things happen. Like, you find a calm, and then, you know, so 
Sometimes you fall asleep, sometimes you don't. Do you ever just, also, like, have an idea and get up and start dancing? <laughs> well, no. I guess that has happened. Yeah. But I guess I should say that I think I find meditation as well in part of my training. So sometimes my meditation comes through, like, repeating a movement again and again. Okay, yeah. Not so much, like, in the traditional sense of meditation, but, like, if you're... Yeah, I think it can come from that, too. Well, it's like yoga. Yeah. I mean, yoga is, is, is kinetic, you know, meditation. Meditation, exactly, yeah. exactly. I do so. that. That's yeah, so. That's the closest I get, I think, yeah. to meditation. I'm going to try. I had trouble sleeping last night and the night before because other, other things in my head. Yeah. And, like, uh, I'm going to try that. Ten breaths. Try that. Put your hand on your heart and your hand on your stomach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Emptiness. Good, good. Uh, okay, and and where did you go from there? Like, so you were doing the house stuff? Oh, yeah, so I guess, so... Or when, actually, can I ask you a different yeah. question? Can I ask you, like, when we say urban dance, what, is, what does that... Well, uh, like, I guess I was getting... Yeah, I was getting to that. So okay. once I got into house, I started to understand that there's this whole world just, like, club culture. Yeah. So, so house and hip-hop are super related, dance-wise, in a sense, because... Like, when House came to, to New York from Chicago in the early 80s, there were already a lot of, like, hip-hop kids dancing. So you have, like, this footwork that comes, that has, like, some When you say hip-hop kids, is that, B, you mean B-boys, B-girls? Yeah, or? but not even just B-boys and B-girls, like, party dancers. Right, you know, party, like, Runny Dan- yeah. Running Man, Roger Rabbit. Like, right. think about those dances. Sure. Like, um, and so when, like, when that music comes here, right... It's like you have the hip hop kids, but you also have the dancers that were older than them that have been dancing through the 70s, 60s and 70s with like funk and soul and disco. So you have this like in house. I saw this like amazing merger of all these different movement styles and cultures because New York, like I feel really lucky. It's like such an amazing like melting pot of cultures. Right. So like I would go to the club and I'd see people that were doing movement influenced by like you know caribbean dances or like west african stuff or latin dances you know salsa hustle so um so through that i kind of just like opened my mind to this whole like club scene right like the underground scene freestyle dancing um and then so like you know obviously also from the breaking stuff you learn that there's like popping that was happening on the west coast in the 70s and locking and then I like became familiar with a style called whacking, which I was just also on the seventies. From the seventies, it's like if you look at old Soul Train footage. Okay. Um, yeah. She's talking about whacking. Yeah, That's you'll right. see like a lot of that. Yeah. And um, which is what? Can you demonstrate real quick? Yeah, like, the whacking has like a lot of arm movement. It's okay. like all of this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and similar then, to voguing. Well, yeah. So a lot of people put those two kind of together, but they're okay. very different. So Vogue, you know, Vogue, which is another style that I came into knowing through the club scene like Vogue has been around since like the 20s really if you think about it like in Harlem they used to have these things called pageants before they were known as like ball you know balls like that what we know today is like voguing balls um and it comes out I don't out of, know about that today. oh you don't know about that no. yeah there's so much uh but anyways like voguing was happening uh, this is um this friend of mine who's a great whacker she Alyssa who lives in London now? She. I've been called a great whacker, actually, <laughs> for different I reasons. Waiting, I was waiting. Sorry, for you to say I, that. No, I, you should. That's I your job. Picked the, I picked the low hanging no, fruit. You it's should. Not, you have to. I would good. be surprised if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like whacking is more like a style. 
the Whackers in the 70s were trying to emulate, like, great movie stars, of, okay. you know, of, like, the 40s and 50s, like right? Like, glamorous... Glamorous, like, Greta Garbo, okay. or, like, Marilyn Monroe, right? But... Is it mainly a female... Oh, it's a gay... It comes from okay. the gay community, okay. Okay. yeah. But there okay. were definitely females doing it. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of the most legendary... A very legendary Whacker named Dallas recently passed away... Um, from breast cancer, so we're doing like a big fundraiser for her next week. Okay. So it's a very much like the style now is like global, it's everywhere. Okay. But so as whacking is kind of more behavioral and it's like imitating these characters, these like glamorous movie char- movie stars, and it's about storytelling. Vogue is more about replicating like these like still perfect shots from like fashion magazines. So it's more angular in a way. Exactly. Or, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. And and then again within Vogue there's like a million different styles. Can you show me a Vogue for a second? Yeah, so there's like um I mean there's like old way Vogue which is more kind of like you you'll recognize old way Vogue cuz they'll do like a lot of like linear things like that. Okay. You know, like kind of like all this stuff, right? And then they'll they'll do like in like new way, it's more of that flexibility contortionist stuff where okay. you like take your arm behind your head and like take your leg behind your head, and then there's dips where you like do these like huge like which is they call as if you're being, being dipped by by like a leading man, or something <laughs> except like that. you're by yourself and you land on the floor. There's spins, there's drops, like every single one of these dance styles has like 75 different like styles. And they're all, they all, there's all like in the Venn diagram, there's lots of intersection it's, between all the different ones. Yeah, like if you're in, if you like want to nerd out, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it all stems back. I mean, if you look really way back, it's all African based movement. Like okay. all the roots are there. Yeah. But like what's really cool is if you get into original jazz dancing from like the 20s, yeah. you know, like then you see, like you'll see hip hop steps. You're like, oh, that's where that comes from, you know, from Lindy. So it's really Who's to me, Lindy? Lindy Hop, like swing. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. This sounds like totally well, like you're speaking to someone that doesn't know I mean, much about all this stuff. Yeah, but basically, but, but I'm learning. This is, yeah. yeah, New York is amazing because you kind of get to see everything, all of that stuff here. Okay. But you have to know where to look, but you can find it, you, and you can you find go, like original people who've been you, doing it. Not from the twenties, maybe. Yeah, uh, like day. if you go, if you go to some of these swing parties, there's some old cats getting yeah, down yeah. still. Yeah. Uh, but will you go to like a will you go to a swing? Yeah, totally. One of my really good friends is super into it, so okay. she would like take me and yeah, Frankie Manning, who's like probably the you know looked at as like the godfather of swing. He's turning a hundred. Oh wow! So there's like this um, big yeah event for him. I mean, it's huge. Will swing- you start pulling out like n- newer tricks that are based on that? Like I think of. Uh, uh, Back to the Future when he when he starts playing that he's like oh you haven't heard this yet but you will oh yeah you know, when he's in nineteen fifty he starts playing Chuck Berry shit. yeah that's so awesome <laughs> honestly they've seen everything under the sun yeah, sure, already sure. so you're not actually going back in time yeah just, but yeah. I wish <laughs> I wish um, but yeah so I would say urban dance like to me and there's so many other styles that pop up in all other parts of the world too or I mean other parts of I mean, the world, yes, but like, I'm, if I'm, we're talking about the U.S., there's like all these styles from Chicago, like Chicago footworking, there's jitting, there's juking, like there's crumping from the West Coast. There's so many different styles. Oh, I saw that documentary. So, That's Rise. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, urban dance to me is something that comes from like an urban setting and is influenced by the rhythms but and the sounds of the When city. you say urban, I mean, a lot, a lot of this stuff seems like it, it starts in, in the clubs, but I guess clubs are urban. 
Yeah, clubs are totally urban. Okay. And a lot of it starts in the street. I mean, if you think about hip-hop, like, hip-hop didn't start in the club. Hip-hop started in the street. Well, right? yeah, hip-hop but is, hip-hop's is, an is urban dance. park jams and break yeah. dancing. Break yeah. dancing and, I guess, yeah, hip-hop uh, dancing as well, I guess, yeah, are, are more street things. But to me, like, house, vogue, and all this stuff is more like something that you see in the club. Right, but, it, right, except, I guess, to me, those are so intrinsically related. They're related, yeah. Because... Those clubs are happening in urban centers, yes, right? They're popping yes. up in urban centers. And also, like, I mean, you would see Vogue happening on the street, like, in the, you know, in the 80s, like, on the piers here on the west side. That's where you'd see Vogue a lot. Okay. And, like, in the summer, there's park jams for house all the time, like, at Fort Wayne okay, Park. Okay. But ur- you know? urban urban doesn't mean black. Is that it? Or, yeah. Or, so, or does it? Yeah, urban You, you means, said it's all African influence. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... But it means, but it's also Latino. Like, you can't, it's so many cultures, you know what I mean? Of course, the roots are in African movement. Yeah. That's undeniable and beautiful. But, like, it's so many. Like, when I went to my first breaking practice, you know, it was, like, African Americans. It was Asians. It was Latinos. It was, like, people would come from Scandinavia. I mean, like, there was, well, with hip-hop especially, like, it it blew up. The yeah. roots are undeniable. Yeah. We know where it all started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it became kind of this global culture. And I mean, the now same it's has happened another for, thing even. Now it's yeah. totally ubiquitous and pop. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not even talking about yeah. Like, let's yeah, leave yeah. that yeah. for whatever. I'm talking about even, like, their underground stuff. Yeah. You know, there's, like, MCs in Norway who will keep it super, like, old school. You right. know what I mean? And Absolutely. they weren't here when it happened, but they really are connected to that. So I'm saying it's... Johnny Bass in Sweden, it's, my, my buddy. Yeah. yeah. So it's become this global culture. And I think House is becoming that too, except it's not... It, it feels a little more... It's not... I don't know how to say this. There's still this essence that I feel like you can only find in certain places that hasn't... Like... The, that hasn't gotten tainted or something or yeah that I feel like that's like come like come to New York to experience right. that culture or right. go to Chicago or yeah it's, it's you feel different. like anything elsewhere is is a little bit false or, or mis mis I can't say false I mean, it's just different just it's different. just different yeah. it's just different but the pure shit is New York and Chicago yeah I want to say that okay and people will 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 say you know will contest that sure but that's that's as my, they're welcome to do as they're welcome to do. But that's my. Well, maybe we'll go. We'll fly and we'll talk to some people. Yeah. Great. Oh, that Great. New York shit. That's antiquated. Right. Right. And you know, uh, I'm a New York girl. What can I say? Yeah. Cool. Cool. And is and how did you t- turn it into a job? Yeah. Um, how did I do that? Why did I do that? <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I always wanted to. I don't know. I. I love to perform, you know. Oh, el equa, no. Um, ah, sí. Um, el son de joy. Ah, va bien. Um, I know what you guys are saying. I can understand some of it. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to leave my dancer like locked yeah. at the door. Yeah. Thanks. So um, we'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what. Oh yeah, why did I make this a job? How did I make it do the job? Yeah, well, you know, I started. I was just so into it. Like, I didn't I didn't have a plan. Like, I was just into breaking. I just loved dancing. Like, yeah. I was not actually very deliberate with this idea of wanting to be a dancer. I knew I wanted to dance, but I didn't know how or why or, like, what that would look like. Um, I just kept doing it because I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my friends would ask me, oh, do you want to do this show? And I'm like, okay. Or, you know, 
oh, can you sub this class for me? I'm like, sure, whatever. And then this friend of mine, Tony, he moved, who had a class at Perry Dance. He moved to India. And he's like, oh, do you want to take over my class? I'm like, okay, sure. You know, and like, oh, this agency. Because that you, you already were gaining a reputation to be someone that knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I enjoyed teaching and because yeah. um, I was fortunate to have good teachers. And then... Yeah, and then I was like, oh, this agency has a, having an audition. Oh, why don't you audition for this agent? I'm like, okay. You know, just kind of like an that. An agent that, that gets teaching gigs? No, performing. Performing Commercial gigs. stuff. But, like, I wasn't. So then I was just doing that kind of performing with my crew. Then, you know, by that point also, like, I had a crew. Like, like you, you were the boss of the, of the crew? No, we just had a crew. Not like a yeah. crew. Not yeah. like there was a collective, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had an B-girl crew, and now I'm, like, in this all-female house crew where okay. we do a lot of different styles. And, and you, the, these crews will, are represented by the same agent that'll get you a job no, as a crew? No, so I should say or that's Stella. totally different. Yeah. Like the agent stuff, that's when you were asking me more about the work, yeah. the work component. That's more towards the work component. The yeah. crew stuff is like all that underground yeah. stuff that I was still a part Just of. for fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were doing shows, like for this benefit that we're doing for this woman that passed away, this whacker. My friend and I from the crew, we're the only two members still in New York right now, and we're going to do a performance for her. You know what I mean? But the, the, uh, the work stuff, though, mm-hmm. what, what kind of stuff do you do for that, so, or have you done? Right, and so then I should also say, so the work stuff, you know, it could be anything like once I did SNL, they needed like a B-girl for like a monologue. That's awesome. It was really cool. Or like random videos or commercial here and there, you know, like random industrial stuff. But then there's... So there's, like, the underground stuff. Is some of the stuff real cheesy? Yeah, some like, of the stuff, oh, you know, totally. But, yeah. you know, it's work. But you get money. Yeah. yeah, and I think if you have integrity and you know, like, what you stand for, it's yeah. cool. I yeah. know my limits, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but then there's a whole other part, which is just, like, now myself as a choreographer, which is, like, another... Yeah. Like, that's what this residency is about, like, making work. And I'm doing, like, I have some shows this summer, you know, trying to do, like, my own company thing. Okay. So it's, like, this three-pronged approach. That's why you're here. That's why I'm so here. So is this temporary, then? Is this, like, Only until June. So it's been from okay. September to June, yeah. Okay. And have you done a lot of choreography? Yeah, I've, like, made a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, it's been really, really... But you're not, not as on a schedule as you wish you were. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. I just come, I like come whenever I can, yeah. you know, and I just try to rehearse as much as I can, but things inevitably always come up, you know, sure. so you just kind of have to go do the best you can with it and try not to berate yourself because I'm really bad at that. I always feel like, oh, I should be doing more, but I honestly think every single artist feels like that. Absolutely. Unless you're like a super big deal. I mean, I definitely feel that you way know? about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like working artists, not like art stars have that complex yeah. just in general. Yeah. You know? Yes. Just like, shoot, I should be doing more. Okay. But here, here's a question. Okay. What, if you, if you were sitting there at night meditating, you're breathing, 10 breaths, <sighs> what, what are you, what, where, what trajectory would you like to see your life take now? Like, what, what have uh. you not done that you're like... Uh, I wish, or who do you see that you're like? I wish I could have that position, or what, or or what? Or are you like I'm? The right answer is for you to say I'm satisfied with my current. You life. know that's some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I don't know any artist who's satisfied, right? Right. And not in a like ungrateful way, in a way that you just want to be, you know, growing more and learning yeah. more. And I mean, I guess in my ideal world, like I would love to have a life where. 
I'm always, like, creating and I'm around creative people. And we're, like, feeding each other, you know? Like, because that's the best feeling when you're, like, collaborating with other creative people. You just feel, like, really energized. And then you're making something that's, like, bigger than you or them. You mean other dancers or with music? But, but every, with- everything. Okay. I actually really enjoy collaborating with other artists. Okay. Like, from other media. Super into it. Whatever. Musicians, projection designers, fine yeah. artists, anything. You yeah. know? It's great. It's, like, gives you a new perspective on the world. Um... Yeah, so basically that's like kind of the blanket statement. Like I'd love to be in a place where I have that kind of life and I still have like a sustainable regular life mm-hmm. where I like don't work so much that I can like still see my friends and my family. You know what I mean? So right. that's kind of the ideal. But I mean, yeah, like would I, I would love it if my work was like recognized in a way that like people would seek me out to choreograph uh for their company, for a Broadway show, for mm-hmm. a tour of like a concert artist, you know what I mean? That yes. like my style would be unique enough where they would say like, "Oh, we want Efrat to do this. We want her right. vision here. Right. We appreciate her eye on this." Right. You know, that's like the yeah. best. And then have you, you get, have you ever had anything that approximated that? Like, like, mm, I mean, I guess the closest thing was like my first full evening show where like I was collaborating with a composer. I don't know if you know him. Do you know they might be giants? Yeah. Marty Beller, he's been the drummer there for the last eight years. Okay. He was the composer on it. And then this great projection designer, David Bengali. And, like, we were creating this thing. And I was basically, like, we were collaborating, but it was, like, my vision. So, like, if it sucked, it was going to be all on me. Uh-huh. And that's where I, like, really, it was a year and a half ago. That's where I felt like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I want to be doing. And you had, did you have a run of performances of that? Or yeah, we had six performances. Okay. And it was part of this, um, well, I got a commission through this theater called Dixon Place downtown. And it was exciting. I mean, it was insane. It, like, took over my life for six yeah. months. But then we got to Bessie nominations, and the Bessie Awards are basically, like, the dance awards here in the New York City okay. area. And that was cool, because it was, like, my first thing. So we got, like, a nomination for Outstanding Choreography and for Outstanding Sound Design and Composition. So that you was, have, like, You awesome. have a desire to be recognized, just like any artist. Well... I guess it's a paradox because it's not like I feel like I need to be famous, but I feel like in order to get opportunities to keep making work, people need to know who the hell you are. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Like, that's why it's as important to keep making work as it is to, like, make sure that your, like, business side of things are in check because then people will be able to find you more easily right. or they'll right. they'll see your presence there. You know, it's kind of this... You can't... I, I, I it's totally this, agree. It's this thing, like... But I totally agree. And, I, and, and that, you know... The, those two things or figuring out how to balance those is is yeah. is, is, is is a big part uh, of being um, an artist. But I I feel like I I I'd like to think that the if you build it they will come thing is is true as as in you know if you're just doing outstanding work that is yes. undeniable yes. and unique that motherfuckers are just have to be like okay. There's this person doing yes. this thing quietly here, and like, you just, yeah. Yes, and I don't I, know that that's true. <laughs> I no, I love that too. Yeah. And and honestly, there are some days, when, like the days when you question, like, what am I even doing? That answer is just keep doing what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. it's what you believe in. But it just feels like, honestly, I feel like that was more true. You know, like ten or twenty years ago yeah. when like. This whole internet thing wasn't as insane. And and that's not what I'm naturally drawn to. Like, I'm not on Facebook all the time or Twitter. And, like, I should be. But, like, I just want to be in the world more, in the actual world. That's a way to be. But for some people, 
for, you know, actually for their freelance careers, it's better to be there. Yeah. So there, I'm pointing at my computer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, but my computer actually. <laughs> is broken. Well, the first day that Adzu, my great friend, came here from Paris slash Italy, we had tea. Yeah. And um, I put it in this mug for her. And the, like one of those travel mugs yeah. that had a top that had kind of like gotten a little sticky, and so I'm first of all I'm already seeing lawsuit. I am a Jew, <laughs> but I'm already that's already the first words that are coming to well, my head. Well, you know that would help me buy a new computer. So Abzu couldn't open the top because it's a little old and it was like a little yeah. sticky, and I'd already put the tea in, so I knew yeah. it was possible for the top to open. She was jet lagged, weak. She was weak. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. got a little arm strength on her maybe, and so I was like, let me do it, let me do it, you know. My computer was on my desk. I like go and I open the top, and bomb! All the tea goes onto my water. Onto also, oh my god! Laptop. All the tea goes onto my laptop, and I like wanted to freak out, but then I felt like it's gonna be fine. Right. But we're just gonna wipe it up, and it'll be fine. Um, and it really wasn't fine. But then I was like, okay, maybe it's not the keyboard. Maybe it's just the keyboard. Right. So we went and we bought a keyboard. Yeah. And I plugged in the keyboard, and then it was working. But then it was doing all this like weird stuff, so it wasn't really working. We tried to blow dry it, and then we put it in rice. Last night we put it in rice. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> it didn't work. No, you got so, tickets to the genius. We did. They said it was going to be seven hundred fifty dollars, without the certainty that it was going to work again right, properly. Right. So I'm just going to keep using the external keyboard. Yeah, it just jive because then I have to like bring jive. that ex- external keyboard around. Yeah. You know, but it's okay. It's a, every, now I'll just think of Adzu you every time. Tra- so you can't, you can't transfer everything onto an external hard drive? To- oh, I know. I backed everything up, okay. of course. But it's just more like I don't have a thousand You don't have a thousand dollars to get a new computer. Do you? You're asking me if I... <laughs> no, I don't. Because it's not... I, I mean, I can't pay $750 to fix it. Yeah. I might as well just get a new computer. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. just going to wait. Yeah. Just going to do the external keyboard thing. For a while, yeah. But it's a drag. Okay. Well, we've gone we've gone full circle here. I th- I think anything else you, yeah, anything else you that that is I mean, we haven't talked there's, about everything. Yeah, there's, there's so many there's so things. Much more. There's so many things. But I guess I guess I want to just say a couple things yes, about please, my Yes, please. I feel really fortunate that like I met the people I did along this journey in the sense of like that I went to the practice where Break Easy was like the guy kind of right. organizing it. Original, he was original folds. Yeah, he was an original and he's just a really good person. Yeah. So there was not there was no drama there. It was like about dancing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that was really good. Um, I was really I've been fortunate to just you know, I had this we were like a group of us B girls. We had this crew called Fox Force Five. Okay. Again, no drama. Just like really, you know, a bunch of us that so we really just wanted to get down. Same thing with my house crew now. It's like all these women that were just kind of like, we just want to find ways to make our art and and like have a decent life. So uh-huh. it's, I don't know. Like I feel fortunate that I've had that. You've met great people. Yeah, I've met great do, people. Do, do, do and you collaborate with, with uh, uh, other dancers on, on uh, choreography often or yeah so it depends like sometimes like right now I'm working a piece on a piece for some of my students and that's very much like me setting the, the steps but like right now I have a rehearsal with um, this really great dancer Mowgli and we're doing a duet for the summer at Jacob's Pillow and 
because I met him at the club and we like dance a lot together, I'll usually like come in with an idea, like set a couple phrases and then we improvise mm-hmm. together and then kind of build something like that. So that's like way more collaborative. Okay. So I like to work in both ways. I think different situations cause, uh, call for different if creative you, processes. If you're, if you're doing it on your own, do you have like maquettes or like little, do you use like little like GI Joes or something to like work out the steps? Like <laughs> That's so funny. If you're, like in terms of if I have like a big group and I'm like trying yeah. to do formations and stuff. Yeah, I mean I've, a lot of it is in my head. Some of it, if I really am trying to figure out a pattern, I'll use like little pennies. Okay. And I'll like try to figure out patterns. Yeah. But um, I really like to work on the spot with like the bodies. That's like my favorite thing. So you and, and you you will stand outside of it and not dance, but yes. watch. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's a big lesson I learned. It's so much easier and better. Is it? Is it? What sort of director are you? If someone is like, Ashley, what if we did this? Like, shut up. No. Or, or, yeah. Or are you like open Again, to it, people. I'm totally open to people. Yeah. Again, it depends on the circumstance and it depends how much time we have. Um, I I really like that dialogue, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but I definitely think if you're going to be a director, you have to make sure that, like, you're clear that, like, you're the person in charge. Yes. Just because I've also been in situations where, you know how it is, like, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing also Absolutely. can slow down the process. And it's different. Like, if it's a collective thing, then, yeah, it is about that completely. Yeah. But if it's, like, one person's artistic vision, totally open to input because that makes... That makes it so much richer, you know yeah. what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, you're the one kind of under the time limit or whatever. Your vision has to be executed, so. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else? I, um, oh, I guess I'm going to say this yes. one more thing, just please, about please. my family. Um, so about, both my parents are Israeli, and they're probably two of the best people that I know, like, okay. on the planet. Um, and my brothers, too. I, I feel really lucky that I had great Role so models. you had a very supportive system. Yeah, well, basically, my brother, my youngest brother, is a jazz pianist, so he kind of paved the way in the sense that, like, once he was, like, going to do the artist thing, my parents really couldn't say, like, you can't do this, or, like, right. we're going to, whatever, like, throw you out of the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was already older. That's the thing. Like, I was only discovering that I really want to do this in college, so it's a little bit weird, but, um, but I think about often how my brother and I were drawn to, like, two of the most American things coming from this very, like non-American background which I think speaks a lot to just like um how human like jazz my brother's a jazz pianist like jazz and hip hop those are the things that we were both drawn to and there's something in that that's just like American black arts yeah like well there's something very human like there's something about the rhythms or the feelings in both of those musical styles cultures that they're not intellectual arts they're they're more feeling arts yeah I mean yeah. of course there's so much intellectual like, you have to learn theory and all in that there. stuff for both of but both yeah things, but. or I think about like why you know w- w- what was there that connected us to that you know is there some kind of like physical memory that we have somewhere buried there right it's because Africa is like the birthplace of humanity I don't know like I think about that a lot you know yeah um and I was just recently in Brazil for this grant, and I got into some of those conversations with people there because I was studying Orisha dances, which are, like, African dances from, like, okay. the Yoruba culture. And they talk a lot about that kind of, like, physical memory that you have that you don't even know you have. It's kind of in your subconscious. And about, yeah, like, why certain people are drawn to certain, you know... Art forms, basically. Is that like pre-capoeira stuff? Is it? Is it? Does it yeah. influence capoeira stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, they're like you know ritual dances that were done as part of the Yoruba culture, and that when when they came to Brazil, they also became like a little bit changed because 
it, now they're happening in Brazil. Do you right, know what I mean? They had so, that whole trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they were mixed with, like, what the indigenous Brazilian people were doing. So, yeah. and then the whole thing with capoeira, that's, like, a whole other thing, too. Because, I mean, it's just a different, it's a different form, but it's still rooted in Africa. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would say... I mean, I, I think it's Orisha dances are older than capoeira, but I don't actually know exactly the roots of capoeira. Like, if they consider capoeira, I guess, starting in Brazil, but what are the African roots? Like, what are the right. movement roots of I mean, that? They, 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 there were always there were always fight dances. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Africa, but like, yeah. so when do you start putting the name capoeira on it? And right, right. I don't know the date of what you would consider the Sounds beginning like of Sounds like a Portuguese that. name, I imagine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, will someone say, oh, no, there's this African movement that predates that, right, that is actually right, right. the precursor to capoeira. Totally. You know what I mean? I'm sure there is. Yeah, and of course there is. But yeah, um, yeah I don't want to make the comparison with Orisha dances and that, whatever that style is, that I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm crazy. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, that, that interests me a lot. The fact that, like, actually... Nothing is pure, and you're coming. Everything is coming from somewhere else, right? People like to think that, that you know this. Every certain thing is like, yeah, like this is the beginning of something, but nothing is the right, right. Of and that's why I feel like in all these urban styles or underground styles or street styles or whatever you want to call them, for me, when I see those dances, I see that, like I see that idea in like in movement. Nothing you see com- something like more more primitive, so to speak. Well, yeah, I wouldn't even just that has that's, a le- maybe that's a derogatory. Yeah, maybe term. don't use that term, but like older. Yeah, well, it has a legacy, and yeah. it's part of this like greater humanity. Yeah, because you see so many movements that are like similar yet different, and they're from one culture but are really similar to another culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes you kind of feel like we are a little more connected than we get to realize or think about on a daily basis. Totally. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have a real propensity towards six eight you know and and, and like that's very african and right. I, I don't know where that comes from my right. brother has it too and like we right. just always feel that and right. like even in four we always feel yeah feel the three over the four yeah. and like you know that's so funny because i did this whole piece with like because six step is in six one two three four five six one two three because i and i didn't even think about that until later over the four yeah 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 so interesting yes yeah, that's i mean that is just like innately african yeah though, you know, yeah that. But yeah, I, I've always felt that before I even knew that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so cool. See, it's like phys- it's like some kind of memory, subconscious thing. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, I think I think it, if you're open to it, all those rhythms are are yeah are just natural. Yeah, ways that we feel. Yeah, exactly. And some people just like push them down or not aware of them, and other right. people let them out. Right. And other for other people, they've just been like nurtured or cultivated more in them. Yeah. yeah. Through the kind of music they grew up listening to, or the yeah, what instruments they played. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe those aren't in it. Maybe people they you know I don't know. I mean, Maybe I don't it's know. from the music that I grew up listening yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's always a combination, right? Like, yeah. And there's always exceptions to the rule, and it's always. Totally. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like sometimes I feel like people want like blanket statements about what this dance is or what this dance isn't, but. You can. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I hope I made things clear-ish for people, but. Uh, well, I, I don't I mean, know. <laughs> I, I think I, you know this is for my podcast, but I think we'll probably keep talking about this okay. stuff. Yeah. For her, I yeah. imagine, and and you will make it clearer and clearer okay. for, for me. Oh, that for sounds me, good. Yeah. For, for yeah. Me, it's really the quoi? No. All right. That's fine. They're, they're going to start dance rehearsals. I've been I've been here with a fraud, a sherry. 
Hey, nice to meet you, Mogul. I'm probably going to film a little bit of rehearsal. Hi. Hi. Cool. Nice to meet you. How's it going? And uh, we're, we're in lower Manhattan, financial district, and uh, we're going to sign this thing out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. I'm still in the res in in Kansas City, but momentarily I'm going to head uh, into town and do a concert with Y. That is why I'm here. Don't forget that I am playing solo shows in one month. You need to look up, look up, look it up, okay? There'll be rap shows with a DJ, um, and I'm doing them with Serengeti. That's Scottsdale, Phoenix area, Tucson, San Diego, Pomona, L.A., San Francisco, Santa Cruz. If you live around there, come and see me. It's something that you won't get to see um, hardly ever. I do have Wandering Wolf t-shirts now. we got to figure out a way to sell these to you people. If you're interested, I'll send out instructions via Twitter or something like that. All right, so keep in mind, that's at Yoni Wolf on Twitter. Um, the, the Wandering Wolf podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can offer some, some, some monies uh, via PayPal to that address. Yeah, the t-shirts look great. So I, I highly recommend them. They have the logo on them. They say keep wandering on them. Uh, you'll dig them, I think. All right. I'm going to be out and uh, head up to this concert and hopefully perform well. As you can hear, my voice is a little ragged from the tour. But uh, we'll get it. We'll get it to, to up to standard with the little warm-ups. All right, y'all. Keep going. Maybe that's an outro. Actually, it sounds more like an outro. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or something like that.